In Verona, it's almost noon. Despite the bloody conflict between the Montagues and the Capulets, the city is alive with joyful commotion. In the narrow streets, beneath crumbling facades, street vendors tout their wares. Children play at a street corner, while residents go about their activities. Everyone except Juliet's nurse. Breathless, she hurries to reach the Capulet Villa. Earlier, her young mistress sent her to see Romeo, eager to know Friar Lawrence's decision. She accepted the mission without hesitation. For romantic reasons, of course, but also because one does not refuse a noble, even when she's just 13. Yes, in case you haven't heard, Juliet is only 13 years old. Like many in the couple circle, the nurse takes all the risks to sustain a love condemned from the start. You are listening to Love Me, Love Me Not. Some stories have shaped our view of love with a capital L. But beyond romance, there's a backstage we don't always know. In this podcast, delve into the most beautiful moments of love. As well as the worst. In this new season, discover the hidden side of Romeo and Juliet, a couple often hailed as the ultimate romantic ideal. But can we call a love story ideal when it causes so much violence? Throughout these four episodes, we will read between the lines of Shakespeare's iconic work. Romeo and Juliet, Episode 2, A Bloody Marriage. The nurse finally arrives with Juliet, who is thrilled to see her return. When the young girl learns that Friar Lawrence has agreed to officiate their marriage, she bursts with joy. Thanks to him, everything she dreamed of becomes possible. Before her eyes, she envisions images of her future love. She hears shared laughter, smells the scent of fresh flowers, and already imagines the house where they will build their life. Without wasting a second, she leaves the villa to reunite with her beloved. For her, this marriage is the perfect opportunity to solidify her commitment to Romeo. Soon, they will be united before God. In that era, a religious ceremony is a mandatory step to fully consecrate a relationship. If the church is on their side, what do they have to fear? With the strength of their love and a few allies, they will overcome all obstacles. At this point in the story, it's as if Juliet has blinders on. Lost in her fantasies of love, she seems oblivious to the magnitude of the sacrifices she demands from her loved ones. When the nurse is about to announce the news to Juliet, she's filled with scruples. Now that things are becoming concrete, she hesitates. Does she really want to participate in organizing this secret marriage behind Juliet's parents' backs? She risks her position, and therefore her life. For the Capulets, the life of a servant doesn't matter much. 
If they were to learn that their daughter is about to marry without their consent, they would see it as a true humiliation. In the nobility of the 14th century, parents always have the final say when it comes to marrying their children. So, if Juliet disobeys, her defiance could harm the family's reputation with serious political consequences. Juliet takes her hand and locks eyes with her. Insensitive to the danger she is putting her in, she insists for long minutes that the nurse confess what she knows. When she announces that the marriage will take place in the afternoon, Juliet releases her hands without even thanking her. She got what she wanted, like a child throwing a tantrum. Juliet is aware of the stakes of this marriage. In this real poker game, she is the one risking the most. Her reputation, her rank, her family's protection. Within the next few hours, all her cards will be on the table. Yet, remembering the kiss she shared with Romeo makes all her fears fade away. She crosses Verona incognito, accompanied by her faithful nurse, whom the strength of her feelings has finally convinced. When she enters the chapel, a soft light bathes the face of her future husband. She then knows she has made the right choice. She approaches him, smiling, almost floating above the ground. A few moments later, the two lovers are united in marriage. Is this marriage, celebrated in solitude and secrecy without their friends and family, really living up to their hopes? Barely a day has passed since their meeting, and no one has managed to stop them. At the time of the wedding, Juliet is 13, and Romeo is a few years older. There's no need to emphasize the significance of such an age difference. As they've just stepped out of childhood, she idealizes this boy who's already almost a man. Can we really consider them equals? Nevertheless, the marriage is celebrated without affecting Friar Lawrence. For the man of the church, they are just pawns on a political chessboard. And in this game of deception, the consequences of his strategy are felt immediately. While avoiding any violence, Romeo falls victim to a real ambush. Right after the ceremony, his two friends, Mercutio and Benvolio, find themselves facing Tybalt. Romeo himself is caught in this unexpected situation. Unfortunately, Juliet's cousin hasn't forgotten the previous night, and he's more enraged than ever. Under the blazing sun, tension rises among the young men. Romeo's honor is at stake. However, now that he's married to Juliet, he can't bring himself to harm a Capulet. 
He tries to reason with his friends, who engage with Tybalt. Ultimately, Mercutio and Tybalt come to blows. Faced with all this violence, Romeo thinks of Juliet. He believes she deserves better than a burst of violence. So is this confrontation a total surprise? A real premeditated ambush by Juliet's cousin? To tell the truth, before this skirmish, Tybalt had sent a letter to Romeo to challenge him to a duel. His hostility is therefore not a surprise. Once again, Romeo didn't anticipate the consequences of his actions. Yet, he had a choice. He could have stood by his decision to marry Juliet against all odds. He could have tried dialogue instead of waiting to encounter Tybalt. He could have defended his most loyal companions. He doesn't lift a finger. Instead, he lets his best friend bear the brunt of his passivity. Before we continue this episode, let's take a short break to hear from our sponsor, without whom this podcast wouldn't be possible. Don't go away. We'll be right back. When Tybalt's sword plunges into Mercutio's chest, Romeo's blood runs cold. In a flash, he senses that the blow will be fatal. As his companion's blood spills onto the cobblestones, young Montague hurls himself at Tybalt. In the name of the genuine friendship he shared with Mercutio, he risks his life to seek justice. In the end, Romeo prevails. In this deadly struggle, he has managed to overcome his treacherous opponent. Just a few hours after their marriage, Romeo and Juliet already leave a trail of corpses behind them. Senseless deaths that nothing truly justifies. But Juliet doesn't see it that way. When she learns what happened, she rejoices that Romeo survived even if it cost her her own cousin's life. In front of her nurse, she defends her husband at all costs and chooses to ignore the terrible consequences of her liaison with a Montague. Logically, Romeo should have been sentenced to death by the Prince of Verona. But thanks to the privileges of nobility, the prince shows great mercy and sentences him to exile. He has until the next day to leave the city forever. After this terrible day, Romeo does not want this unexpected second chance. His blood boils. He is absolutely furious. Can we really see mercy in this sentence? For Romeo, this exile is equivalent to a death sentence. Just a few hours after Tybalt's murder, he found refuge with Friar Lawrence. The clergyman looks at him with a solemn expression. He has just learned the prince's decision. When Romeo understands that he must leave Verona, he falls to his knees, overcome with pain. He can endure the death of his friend, he can bear having killed a man. 
he could have accepted his own end. But exile is worse than anything. Exile is a life without Juliet. It's a life not worth living. From his reaction, it's clear that even the disappearance of two individuals can't make him understand that this love is simply impossible. Friar Lawrence is pleased that the prince spared Romeo's life. However, he fails to reason with the young man. As their loved ones die, one after another, the two adolescents persist. Their enchanted little bubble remains strong, intact, blissfully ignoring the reality of the world around them. And despite the spilled blood, they decide to enjoy their wedding night. Once again, Juliet sends her nurse to Romeo. She invites him to join her during the night. Despite all the obstacles in front of them, Romeo and Juliet do not give up on their love. With Romeo's exile pronounced for the next dawn, they must seize the approaching night. Taking advantage of the darkness to elude his family's watchful eyes, the young man sneaks into the Capulet's home. For the first time, the couple can truly express their love. In utmost secrecy, their skins finally touch. They realize that their struggle was not in vain. For a few hours, violence gives way to tenderness, and a scent of magic escapes from the bridal chamber. Their happiness is evident, but could this night of love ignite a fire? Juliet is still very young. In this conservative society, it is known that her honor conditions that of her family. By spending the night with her, Romeo risks condemning Juliet to a life of exile. In the morning, their feelings are more intense than ever. Strangely, the more blood is shed, the stronger their love becomes. Thank you for listening to Love Me, Love Me Not, a Bababam production. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave comments and stars on all listening platforms. <laughs>